Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Welcome to the show. Let's take a minute to worship the Lord first. It's all creation I sing. Praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. So this is called Revelation Song. Do me a favor and share this out. Okay. Let the YouTube and Facebook and Periscope and Twitter and Twitch roll that out. we go lord thank you father for this show lord i thank you that you have given us the freedom to to worship you and to put you first lord so we just commit the show to you father we thank you for the praise that's going to come when we get to see you sitting on your throne it's going to be awesome and i thank you for that lord i ask that today tonight as we broadcast this show, uh, Lord, that you guide our, our conversation, that we would uh, encourage your people 
Lord, that you would draw your people, that they would hear your word, and that it would go deep into their hearts. And Lord, that people who don't know you, that they would come to know you and the power of your resurrection. And Father, that the cares of this world would just go away and that they would be able to look forward to the kingdom that is coming, that we will all someday get to be with you. Lord, thank you for Randall, my husband who does all the production here. And I thank you, Father, for everybody who will tune in on whatever platform they tune in. I ask that you bless each life in your son's name. Amen. All right. Hello, people. I want to welcome you to today's show, your unconventional Christian broadcast show. <laughs> Glad that you're here. I hope that, um, hope that you've had a good day. Uh, I'm going to go ahead here and check my Periscope page and see if anybody's over there. I Just so you know, if you're making any comments over on the mobile app on Periscope, I can't see it for some reason. So, uh, so just don't think I'm ignoring you because I'm not. I, it's just for some reason comments don't come up anymore and I'm not sure why. Um, but I know you're, I, you know, I will, what I will do is I will go over on the platform on, uh, on the, the web and maybe I'll be able to see them there if you make any type of comment. If you're over on uh, Facebook, take me a minute to go over there and say hi but you might want to say hi that way I can see that you're there and I can say hi to you and um, if you would be so kind as to uh, um, share it on your Facebook page or something that would rock <laughs> and then more people can see it if you want um, so I just want to say hi uh, to Carol hey you how are you doing and Phyllis nice to see you over there Glad that you're there. You guys um, uh, are great. Yeah, Periscope it, Periscope is shutting down in March, but people are still watching over on Periscope. And then if you're on YouTube, I go over there a minute and see who's over there. If anybody's over there. <laughs> Sorry, in real radio, we'd have five producers doing all this for me. Uh, but I see a couple people over there on YouTube. So thank you for that. You want to say hi? That way I can say hi back to you. Otherwise, I can't. But do me a favor if you're logged in, hit like on my YouTube page. And if you're not subscribed yet, please subscribe and share it on Twitter or wherever you're at. Also, if you're on Twitch, hello. I totally ignore all you guys on Twitch, but I know some of you are there. So I'm sorry that I always ignore you. It's not, well, it is on purpose because really there's nobody over there, <laughs> but we're going to change that. So just so you know, I love you too <laughs> uh, and all that. Anyway, so welcome to the show. I hope you guys have had a good day. I'm going to take this off. I don't need this in my head anymore. Not for now anyway. Um, and tonight what we're going to do is we're going to uh, talk about some of the headlines that are out there and, and, um, uh, and let me just encourage you, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are kind of obsessed right now with the election because, you know, here it is January and we still don't have a sworn in new president. Um, and there is a, I think on the Democrat side, probably Democrats are going, oh no, the Republicans are about to form a mutiny against, you know, Joe Biden. And then on the Republican side, we have Republicans going, oh, we're going to do everything we can to overturn, to overturn Joe Biden. It was a, you know, the election was a fraud. It was, you know, Trump is trying to steal it, you know. So <laughs> on either side, nobody's going to be happy. So let me just encourage you to remember as believers that Jesus is your king and that Donald Trump and Joe Biden aren't. They're mere men. And whatever turns out, whatever happens... It's going to be by God's sovereign will, right? Which means that you and me have to accept what happens. We might not like it, but we just have to accept it. Uh, but here's the thing, and you know me. I am wholeheartedly against tyranny, and I'm wholeheartedly against, you know, 
unethical lying scoundrels, which unfortunately most politics is filled with. Um, I personally think this election has been highly corrupted. Uh, there's way too many problems out there. Um, I do think it was stolen. That's my personal preference. I mean, that's from what I look at and everything. It looks like that was the case. Um, but as believers, <laughs> we have an opportunity to show Christ's love in a world where it's filled with contention, hate, and where, where they want to provoke you to anger, right? You know, we're supposed to speak the truth in love and we're supposed to walk in love. And I've been studying a lot about love because I have issues with, you know, sometimes not being as loving as I should be. Um, and so I'm talking to me just as much as you that if you're in the camp where you just want to pummel the left, um, if you're on the right, then just be encouraged and know that God knows. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He knows. He knows what's going on. Um, and our priority should be to keep our eyes on Jesus, right? And to remember that he's in control and that whatever he causes is going to work out for his good. I just got done studying the book of Judges. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. What I learned in that book was that God used kind of, um, let's say, some less than savory characters to judge Israel. Um, but he still used them. You know, even though people did what was right in their own eyes, he, he used you know, people that were more righteous than other people. And so whether or not you believe Donald Trump is a Christian or Joe Biden is a Christian, it doesn't matter. God is going to use whoever he puts in that position ultimately for his good. And so we can be encouraged by that because God is in control and we already know where we're going. Our citizenship is in heaven. It's not, I mean, we do have dual citizenship, but we don't have to worry I guess that's my point. We can. We can worry if we want, but that's a sin. And, and if you're worrying, it's a sin. And you need to stop it. Okay? Just so you know. Um, so there you go. That's my, that's my pep talk. You may not like me now, but that's all right. I will cry later, and I'll be fine after that. All right. The, I wanted to share some other news first before... Uh, Randall, I know Randall wants to talk a little bit about the Nashville thing. We're going to talk a little bit more about the election and what's going on. But I got to bring up something because a couple of you have messaged me about it. And I wasn't going to talk about this because I was like, eh, do I really want to talk about this? But you know what? Hey, it's what I do. And I just have to say that it breaks my heart to have to do this. But uh, Robbie Zacharias, um, you know, he died last year. Um, you know, he was known as one of the world's foremost Christian apologists out there. I mean, the guy had a brilliant mind. I loved reading his work, uh, his books. Um, I just loved him. I mean, he had, you know, a couple of his books, um, that I really loved were, um, uh, okay, really stays, <laughs> the name just go outside your head, um, Okay, it just did. You know what? I got distracted, and seriously, that that really just happened? Wait, hold on a minute. Hold on, just a second, people. Because this thing about Robbie is very important. Anyway, his book, um, The Grand Weaver. There it goes, popped in my head. Uh, that book, The Grand Weaver, was one of my favorite books of, of Robbie Zacharias. He wrote um, so good about how God just weaves different things in your life, and and anyway, and, and let me just say that, you know, he had other books, um, seeing Jesus from the East, um, Jesus among other gods, why Jesus rediscovering his truth in an age of mass marketed spirituality, walking from East to West, God in the shadows, why suffering Jesus among secular gods, the end of reason, uh, another one of my favorites, Has Christianity Failed You? I love that book. I think I listened to that book 10 times at least on Audible and pretty much listened to almost every one of Robbie Zacharias's books um, on Audible. And I'm sad to say that when he was living, there was some um, 
controversy about him being sexually inappropriate with people that was that were not his wife you know and I hate it I hate it I remember thinking okay I'm gonna report this because the evidence is out there and I remember watching Christian media outlets like Moody Radio etc not report it not talk about it because certain broadcasters they never want to bear to light a brother or sister who's fallen they don't want to talk ill of anybody and I totally get that you know, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. But unfortunately, it has come to light after Robbie Zacharias's death uh, that there was there has been more of a cover up on this issue than I could have even imagined. And my friend Julie Royce, who actually has been a guest on the show in the past, uh, she has her own blog and you can go to it. It's julieroys.com, I believe. Julie has been doing a lot of investigative um, coverage and um, she's documented a letter uh, that was sent concerning Robbie Zacharias and um, basically that the whole ministry has been corrupted of Robbie Zacharias. Yesterday, uh, she tweeted a tweet from Amy Moore, who tagged at Robbie Scam, R-A-V-I Scam, um, concerning the fact that uh, Thomas Nelson, which is a secular publisher, uh, in the past they published a lot of Christian books, but for the most part, Thomas Nelson is no, it's not... Anybody who's in the Christian publishing world know knows that it's not owned by believers. They put they put they publish a lot of heresy. Um, they have imprints like Zondervan and others, which always published a lot of heretical type material. Um, which is why, frankly, I don't interview a lot of authors because it's so much of it's not good. Um, but anyway. <sighs> So here's here's the tweet. It appears that Thomas Nelson has now removed their listing for Robbie Zacharias's upcoming book, Jesus for You. Um, and apparently they're still selling some of his other books. However, as of um, Robbie Zacharias and some of his, it appears Lifeway Publishers uh, has appeared to remove all of Robbie's books because of this. And apparently, according to uh, the tw- the Twitter uh, page, Ravi Watch, R-A-V-I Watch. Well, actually, if you go to RaviWatch.com, but it's at Ravi Scam. A guy named Steve Bowman uh, writes, I exposed sexual predator and deceiver evangelist Ravi Zacharias. He was never a, a professor at Oxford. He threatened suicide to cover up his sexual misdeeds. I actually read that myself. Um, and... You know, he had actually reached out to uh, the publisher of Robbie's book that was about his testimony, Walking from East to West, and he uncovered all these lies within it, and yet the publisher went ahead and published it anyway. Why? Because Robbie Zacharias was a cash cow, okay? I mean, and I hate to say it. I do. I hate to say it because you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? I mean, he ministered worldwide. He shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. He defended the gospel of Jesus Christ. He had a very compelling testimony, but apparently he also had a dark side where he was unfortunately being uh, unsavory sexual predator with with some people um which has about it's now been documented it's thoroughly documented and uh the ministry which by the way i actually had an opportunity probably i don't even know how long ago it was probably 15 years ago to interview uh sarah zacharias his daughter and she actually heads up that ministry now um and so i share this with you because i think it's sad but i think it's also it needs to be talked about and i also think that it would be good for us to pray, right? I mean, Robbie is dead, you know, he's with the Lord now. Um, I believe if he repented, he is. Um, I think that, um, however, 
you know, his legacy and the ministry that was very helpful to a lot of people um, now has a huge black eye on it, uh, which which is sad. I mean, it's just it's just sad. And I don't know what you guys think about it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I just it's just sad. It's just sad to me. It makes me it makes me sad because it's a reminder that we can all do this, right? We can all fall. Nobody is perfect. Believers, we we live, you know, I want to just throw this out here. I was reading Galatians this morning. I read all of it. And um, I was really struck through the whole book of Galatians because you got Paul here who starts out the book talking about how he persecuted the church, Right. And then he goes and he meets with the brethren a couple years after he gets saved. And and at one point he confronts Cephas, a.k.a. Peter, um, about some doctrine issues and about being kind of a hypocrite, really. And they had some, you know, say fisty cuffs. But then he goes and he, he also asks lots of questions of the Jews. And, um, and he is constantly talking about faith and the law. And then when, he, then when you get near the end of Galatians, he talks about walking in the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit versus the fruit of the flesh, which we all have because we're fleshly people, right? And I'm reading through this list and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, you know, where there's lies and dissension, anger and deceit, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, we've, we've done that, <laughs> you know. Um, hey, Sean, I see you over there on YouTube. Um, but then there's love, joy, peace, and patience. There's fruit of the spirit and stuff. So, so it's very important to be, you know, to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith and to and to really take inventory, because self-deception is a real thing, and um, we're really good at it. You know, we can compromise in an instant our faith at any moment. And and we can't live this life without the Holy Spirit and his indwelling in us to give us the power to do it. Um, and we live in a world that tantalizes us constantly. The the lust of the flesh, the, the eyes, you know, everything around us. It is hard not to fall into some type of sin, even if it's just in your thoughts. And that's where most of it begins is in our thoughts. David wrestled with it in his day. We wrestle with it more in our day, especially as believers hooked to technology 24-7. It is hard to be careful. And so um, we should be very careful to not judge lest we fall. Right? I mean, you know, because look, you don't know what I do in secret. I don't know what you do in secret, but I tell you what, God does. And he will expose it in his time. He did with David. He can do it with us. And he's doing it now with Robbie Zacharias and a lot of the other people that have been out there um, as leaders. So we should just pray. In fact, I'm going to pray for that ministry right now that God would um, have mercy. So let's pray. Father, I just pray. God, I hate, I hate this. I hate what you hate. I hate this. I hate that this ministry has now a blemish on it that, um, that shouldn't be there. And yet at the same time, Lord, you know, I just want to pray. I pray for Sarah, Robbie's daughter. I ask that you give her wisdom to know how to, to lead this ministry now, if what to do. Um, Father, we ask that you would bring reconciliation where there needs to be that, that I pray that you bring healing to the women that have been impacted by this abuse that Robbie did. Um, we pray that you would give the financial restitution where it's due um, and that this ministry would do the right thing. We, we ask, Lord, that you would um, bring something good out of it. And, uh, God, that you would, you would just bring healing out of it because it's, it's a hard thing, um, Lord. So help us, Lord, to be careful lest we fall. And um, I really do pray for your healing on the on everybody involved. And just, Father, that they would do the right thing. And I thank you, Lord. Unfortunately, I know it takes courage 
But I thank you, Father, for those that did come forward and they confessed what happened and they're trying to be honest about it now. I pray that the church would have a heart of mercy towards the situation and not one that's ready to jump and pounce and say, hey, this is, you know, this is what it's all about, God, because we're all sinners. Um, so that is my prayer, Lord, you know. And we just commit this to you in, in your son's Jesus's name. Amen. All right. So, so that's that. I hate that. Um, you know, I do. I hate it. I think it's just so sad that that's gone on and, uh, and all that. But let's talk about some other news. Um, I'll, wait, actually I got one other news story before, um, I get Randall on here. This one concerns John MacArthur and what's going on at his church. Again, this is another another issue, okay? And, and I know that this is controversial as well. And, and that is that um, Grace Community Church in California, Southern California, uh, has been in the news because um, John MacArthur, who's the pastor over there, um, decided that he was going to disobey the law of the land in California, which is an unjust one, by the way. And I can't say I blame him personally, but uh, anyway, long story short with this one, um, apparently they have had a massive COVID outbreak in this church and John MacArthur and staff never reported it to the health authorities like they're supposed to. And John has been out of pocket as the preaching the last couple of weeks some are speculating he has COVID-19. Uh, Julie Royce is actually covering this over on her blog as well. And again, it's just another um, interesting church story in a day and age where, like, what do you do? Do you stand up for your religious freedom against a governor who is tyrannical and evil uh, or what? So John decided to do what he's going to do. Um, I can't say I agree with him on everything, but at the same time, um, I do think it is kind of um, irresponsible to not let people know about the COVID outbreak if indeed there really is one and if he is battling that um, again. So let's pray for John MacArthur and Grace Community Church. So would you join me in prayer? We're going to go ahead and pray for these guys as well. Father, again... Um, <laughs> Lord, I, I bring this to you as well. God, you know what the heck's going on here with John MacArthur and this church. And I just, I thank you, Lord, for his bold stance, biblically, the way he preaches your word without shame. Um, and Lord, you know the situation, the tyranny that's happening in, in California. And I thank you, Father, that he has stood faithfully with you and all of that but at the same time lord we pray for healing for all those guys who got who have covid you know some of these people um maybe have it worse than he does i don't know but you do and so lord i just pray for healing for all those who are sick there and i pray for courage and lord i also pray that you would cause um real repentance to take place where it needs to you know the situation um, and you know how it looks to the outside world that's not involved. Um, but Lord, I know that you know it's real. And so I want to thank you for that. I thank you for blessing John MacArthur in this church. Um, and Lord, I pray for healing for those who are sick. And I pray again for discernment uh, for people covering this because we really don't know always the truth. And um, based on what we do know, uh, again, it's it's just a situation. And so Lord, we just commit these people to you as well. They're our family in you. And we just ask that you would somehow bring, you know, healing, just bring healing. So that's what I, I pray there as well. And I actually do have a link uh, to his PDF, which I will go ahead and I will tweet out. That way you can see it. I'm going to go ahead and tweet it right now over on my Bible News Radio uh, page, my Twitter account. I'm going to tweet it right now there it's been tweeted you can go look at it you can see what the, the update is from the church all right okay so that's all the church business i want to deal with right now let's go ahead and randall i know that you wanted to talk about the nashville thing so what do you what do you have what do you have for us there well i i figured we go with the election stuff first since okay since it's first in the title 
Alrighty. Well, what parts shall we should we talk about Ted Cruz or should what should we do? Well, how about the epic, the epoch times, however, whatever you. Okay. All right. So let me find that. That's there. It is. Okay. So apparently January sixth. Hey, which is a very important day in my life, by the way. But we'll we'll go there some other time. And and it's kind of a. It's also a another unique time. Well, it's Orthodox Christmas for one. Right. But also. Are you gonna get me a present? An Orthodox Christmas? Yeah. Hmm, maybe. And uh, you know what happened on January 6th, 20 years ago? No. That's when the election, the Gore-Bush election was decided. Really? Was certified, yes. Hmm. Finally. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, January 6th, according to uh, the Epic Times... Or Epoch Times, or however you say it, Times. I don't know how you say it. Whoops, I might want to put up the right, uh, <laughs> yeah, right title there. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. It says here, massive amounts of evidence will be presented on January 6th. President Donald Trump announced that evidence of alleged election fraud will be presented on January 6th during the joint session of Congress. Massive amounts of evidence will be presented on the 6th. We won big. Trump wrote on Twitter, it comes to Senator Josh Hawley, Republican, and about 40 House GOP lawmakers have announced they would challenge the Electoral College votes during the January 6th joint session of Congress due to alleged fraud and irregularities during the November 3rd election. The challenge could lead to several hours of debate during the session. So cute. My dog just came and laid on my feet down here. He's so cute. Anyway. Anyway, the challenges were supported by Trump, who in recent weeks has met with House lawmakers, including its chief sponsor, Representative Mo Brooks, who's a Republican, at the White House. Trump's advisor, Jason Miller, told Newsmax earlier in the week that the team is aiming to present more evidence. We will have a chance in front of the American people next week to present these cases, all these evidences of fraud, Miller said, pointing to a lawsuit filed by Representative Louis Gomer, a Republican, against Vice President Mike Pence earlier this week to prevent him from confirming Joe Biden's electoral victory. Pence's lawyers with the Department of Justice later said Pence isn't the person who should face a lawsuit, arguing that Gomer should have sued Congress. If Hawley and the other lawmakers challenge a state's electoral college votes, Trump's campaign will make their presentation. The challenge requires a senator and a representative to carry out. Miller pointed to law changes regarding mail-in ballots in Wisconsin and other states, suits of ballots in Georgia being wheeled out late at night on November 3rd in Atlanta State Farm Center, and officials in Michigan and Arizona allegedly blocking them from inspecting voting systems. State election officials in those states have denied claims from the Trump team and third parties about voter fraud and irregularities. These are the specific types of evidence we want to present to the American people on the national stage and not allow local politicians to sweep it under the rug, Miller said on the program. Miller and Trump did not elaborate on how they would present that information to Congress or whether they will be able to do so. The president, in making his announcement for January 6th, retweeted Hawley's post where he said that millions of Americans are concerned about election integrity and deserve to be heard. <clears throat> I think my dog has gas, people. <clears throat> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, boy, that's bad. <laughs> Fortunately, it's at your feet, not mine. <laughs> not not sitting in my lap. How oh it usually goes. God, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh man, Grover, can you smell that? Oh my gosh, that's really bad. I cannot, but <laughs> no, usually he's laying in my lap when, when he, he does that. Yeah. Gosh. Mr. <laughs> All right. Let's, I don't even have any air freshener in here. But, I th okay, I think it's passing. No pun intended. Okay. <sighs> Sorry about that, people. <laughs> That's kind of funny. 
not really. But anyway, the president making his announcement for January 6th retweeted Holly's post where he said that millions of Americans are concerned about election integrity and deserve to be heard. Somebody has to stand up. 74 million Americans are not going to be told their voices don't matter. Trump, Trump has also suggested that his supporters attended attend rallies and events on January 6th, including one in Washington, D.C. So that's the story. And then I will also say there's another story over on Axios that um, sh that's titled Multiple Senators Oppose Certifying Election Results. It says here, a growing number of Republican senators led by Ted Cruz announced today they will object to certifying state electoral college votes on Wednesday and called for resurrecting an electoral commission to conduct an emergency audit of the results. Why it matters, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell had hoped to avoid the spectacle of his party leading a last ditch effort to prevent Joe Biden from being declared the 2020 election winner. But Josh Hawley of Missouri said he would raise a general objection, and now other Republican senators plan to air more specific grievances. So the bottom line is January 6th is going to be a, a very important date, and I, I believe that there's probably a whole big, huge segment of the church that is fasting and praying about this, as we should, because if this... Uh, you know, if it doesn't turn out the way that we think it will, then, you know. What way do you think it will? I think Trump won. That's what I personally think. But what do you think? I don't know. I'm, I mean, voter fraud has been going on for decades. I mean, we can go back to... Uh, when Kennedy ran against Nixon, you know, back in 1960. And there was, evidence is singular, <laughs> there was uh, significant evidence of, of voter fraud then. And um, Nixon decided, I mean, it was before I was born, so I'm just going on what I read, okay? Uh, just decided, you know, just for the good of the country, rather than to raise this issue of uh, voter fraud and, you know, get things all worked up, he conceded uh, the election. So, to Kennedy, and that didn't turn out so well for Kennedy after three years in office. But, um, or I guess, yeah... <laughs> Um, anyway, so, yeah, voter fraud's been going on a long time, and I'm, I, I suspect the fraudsters have gotten, you know, better at it, especially when electronic voting, you know, here we are, uh, 60 years later, you know, electronic voting is probably a lot easier to, to, uh, commit fraud, and so how wide scale, I don't know. Um, e either way, either way it goes down, it doesn't seem like a, a peaceful transition of power. I mean, if there is a great deal of fraud that makes a difference in the outcome, and, uh, and then, you know, to, no matter what goes on on January 6th, you know, there's this, um, UK parliament style, you know, <laughs> argument and, <laughs> drag out and they certify the election anyway, then there's going to be some unrest. If, if This dog is continuing. <laughs> Can you smell it? No. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I'm, it was, I'm shielded a I'm bit thinking by it was things. sweet that he sat on my feet, but now I'm like... Yeah, I'm so glad <laughs> that it wasn't my lap. But then if if there's this contention whatever they don't certify the election and and trump holds office i mean we've seen the we've seen the protests and the riots and stuff you know even before this so i think this is potentially the first time in my lifetime and probably american history really i'm gonna spray this hand sanitizer um, uh, <laughs> This is probably the first time in American history that there won't be a completely oh, peaceful transfer of power. Well, 
Well, we, we'll see. But, you know, I'd like to be that way. That's I'll, I'll pray to that end. But again, whatever the Lord wants to do. My, my hope is not in any president or vice president of government or any human government for that matter. Right. Um, I mean, we are to pray for those in authority, kings, governors, those in authority. Why? That we might lead a quiet and peaceful life. You know, for God is you know, wants all to come to repentance. So the reason we want a government that's not a dictatorship or, you know, or that's that's an upheaval is so that we have an opportunity to to witness. I don't think it's that funny, but it's funny. Well, just... he must have I can smell the hand sanitizing. Oh, now it's a smell between the hand sanitizer. <laughs> I would never make it in regular media. Just saying. I would just... Oh, gosh. <laughs> you. Uh, must have been what he ate of our food. Yeah. We had Mexican for lunch. Yeah. Mr. Licked the... Anyway. He probably ate a few beans. <laughs> it kind of smells that way. Uh, okay, so do you want to talk about the um, the Nashville do thing? Do you want to talk about the New Mexico thing, or save that for another day? Or... Well, I think I think it's imp more important to talk about the. All right. Well, I don't have much to say. Well, I haven't been. But you should share what you were sharing with me because I I think it's kind of important. I haven't been watching. You know, we don't watch cable, and I haven't seen much on the web. Uh, what little I saw about the suspect was just the tickers going across as I'm there at uh, the rec center working out and it's there on the television, it's, you know, CNN and and Fox and all this, um, you know, giving updates and, you know, lower third tickers kind of thing or just lower third. So, you know, just those little scraps of information I picked up and randomly through my Facebook feed that I just roll by. Uh, but then I saw that this body cam footage had been released from... I'm like, well, okay, this is this is interesting. I just... You know, because it's, it's body cam footage. Um, not like... <clears throat> not like... Um, George Floyd stuff with, you know, cell phone footage. This is, you know, a, of course, you know, anything could be edited. I don't know. But I thought, well, this will give me an idea of things. And there's just two things that I noticed uh, in it that just kind of make me scratch my head a little bit. Are you going to play any of this? Yes, I am. Okay, good. And so um, let me see where. Okay, right at the beginning here, there's just something that. I thought was just just a little curious. Okay. All right, we should have audio. Okay. What's up, Timothy? Hey man, we take a body. Uh, we got a conversation. Four fifteen B nine to and Charles. So you're not doing anything wrong, okay? You're not in trouble. But there is something curious happening down the road. Go for 11. Where do they need to go when they are evacuating the building? I've got second towers and uh, the property managers want to know where they need to go. Anywhere but the second avenue side, preferably the first avenue side. 10 9. As long as they don't go to the second avenue side, should be okay. All right, we're gonna stop there. All right. Okay. Um, the one guy on the radio says he's got people evacuating the building, and he's at Second and Commerce, and I can show you on a map there. Um, and then he's, he says, you know, the building manager once they're evacuated, where do they need to go? And this officer says they go to the First Avenue side, anywhere that they should be okay. All right. So I'm going to see. Yeah. 
this isn't body cam footage, this is Google Maps, but, alright, oh, and I should show my um, pointer here, it says cursor, but that's not correct, it's pointer, alright, you should see my pointer, alright now, Right where I'm pointing here was where the RV was parked. And uh, right by this building here, right in this area. This is 2nd Avenue North. I'm going to move this up a little bit. Here's Commerce Street. The RV was pointed in the direction of my mouse. And it's just about this angle. It's interesting how the mouse <laughs> lines up with the angle of the street, which is angled to the river. So the RV's parked here. Uh, the one officer says that there's people evacuating at 2nd and... Whoops, I'm on 3rd Street. There we go. Sorry. Uh, lost my pointer there. Alright, so here is... RV's here on 2nd Avenue. And scroll it up because it's 2nd and Commerce. So there's apartments here. The people are uh, evacuating. He says, well, where should they go after evacuate? And the officer we heard says anywhere on the First Avenue side, they should be okay. Over on the river side. So the, so the RV was parked here, right about where my pointer is quivering. <laughs> and um, it says, when they evacuate anywhere on the First Avenue side. Okay, all well and good. But I have to wonder how, you know... That's just guesstimating what the size of the explosion will be. I mean, it says it contains a bomb. Stay away from this vehicle. Gives a countdown. And apparently, the as I was reading other things and then listening to the... You can hear the recording in the body cam footage. That was The recording started about half an hour before. And once it got to 15 minutes, then it gave a countdown. Um, but... Yeah, I'm just, whatever, putting so it out. So you're just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. Why <laughs> assume, he says, that if they go anywhere on the First Avenue side, they should be all right? So, I mean, what, what kind of blast is it going to be? I mean, it's a pretty large RV if you look at the pictures. I mean, I mean, if it's like a huge fuel air bomb or it's, you know, what is the, yeah. you know, fertilizer bomb like it was in Oklahoma City. You know, with uh, the U-Haul truck or whatever it was, or was it, I don't know if it was, maybe it was a rider truck, I don't remember. Some kind of rental truck. And uh, and you saw the damage it did to that, you know, that federal building, the Murrah building. Right. Um, several stories up. So. And what about that footage you, you shared with me the other day of, was it the mayor? Yeah, I don't have that handy. But that was also kind of weird. It was. Okay, so now I'm going to... Do you guys know what we're talking about? We're talking about this this footage from the Nashville mayor who he mm. was giggling and kind of like, like... He says, we're just trying to make sure there's going to be no other explosions today. And Yeah, and, and it was like... It's like he was nonchalant about yeah, it. He was laughing. Chuckling and, a little bit. And... Yeah, and we're like, what the... Hey, <clears throat> what the heck's going on here, you know? Okay, and and this kind of surprised me, this conversation you over here on the radio. Okay. Stand by. By the way, just so you all know, on Periscope, it looks like it's having a hard time loading for whatever reason, so I can't see any comments either. So if you want to comment, the best place to go is go over on YouTube. You can comment over there. SB Cruiser, I actually... Yeah, I don't see any comments on uh, Periscope. Well, there's a few, but... None for a while. Yeah. Well, Sean said some stuff, and then he looks like he removed his comments. Why'd you remove your comments, Sean? <laughs> you had your your comments were fine. I don't know. You retracted them. But all right. Whatever. It's all right. <clears throat> you can retract your comments if you want, but I saw them. So anyway. Okay. There's this okay. interesting conversation here. All right. Well, in the meantime, I found out that that building that's next to is the building that houses all the hard lines for phones throughout the southeast. Makes sense. 
Good spot to put a bomb. Take a ride on Okay, that's it. That building that was parked next to houses all the hard lines for the southeast. Okay. Right? And makes sense. That's a good place to, you know, park a bomb or something like that. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess all, you know, I guess all the Nashville Police Department or maybe everybody lives in Nashville knows for a fact, you know, it's just common knowledge that that building houses all the hard lines for the southeast. Um, you know, um, looking it up, I knew, I found the building belonged to AT&T, but it's enclosed or something like that, you know, a little research that, um, but I don't know, maybe if you live in that area, you'd know, you just happen to know. Uh, I have a sister that worked, well, originally it was Pacific Bell, you know, the baby bells of <laughs> right. Ma Bell and then and then became whatever anyway. And I learned from her position if you all the central offices throughout the US, the AT and T offices, have no windows. And the reason for that is because some of them operate as emergency centers. Uh, you know, in the case of like national disaster nuclear war or whatever like that and so but it's just a few of them and so the idea is you don't know the common person doesn't know which is which you know which houses that kind of infrastructure none of them have windows so the common person doesn't know and this building similar no windows, but I guess if it's been there a long time, maybe, you know, people that work there and just, hey, this building <laughs> houses all the hard lines for the southeast. And, and um, you know, in the other offices, this makes sense. It's a good place to park a bomb. So, anyway, I just thought it was interesting that it was pretty clear from the start why the RV was parked there and what it was going to do. And, and, you know, I wondered, going back to the map. You raised such a good point, though. I mean, if they knew it was a 15-minute countdown. Yeah. And that this thing was going to blow up, why right. didn't they try to move it somewhere else? Well, that's what I'm going to show. I'm going to go back to right. the... And plus, the other thing, though, is, I mean, I could kind of understand why well, they wouldn't, because, you know, maybe... The, the recording says, do not approach this vehicle. Yeah. But it says, do not attempt to approach this vehicle. But I'm thinking in all the, you know, robot things, we see the robot things the bomb squad use, and I'm thinking, why not a, right. send a robot to attach a chain to the thing? And um, Anyway, hmm. so back to the map here. Okay. So here's my pointer. Uh, RV parked this way pretty much in this orientation, which is kind of handy. Um, Sean's saying they judged the amount of explosives wrong. Um, for the damage that it did, or anyway. Um, true, every people on the first avenue, in fact, the officer's body cam was up here. You see him walk, and he goes past this parking lot um, and goes to his car about here where beer cellar is popping up. Um, his car was parked over there uh, when the bomb went off. That's right. But I'm thinking, you know, with, I don't know, I'm, they're the professionals, I'm not. But, you know, what would it take to attach a chain to the thing and just drag it around the corner and run it down the... You know, riverbank into the river. And, uh, yeah, it still would have exploded, but it seems like the damage would have been a lot less. A lot of fish killed, perhaps, and maybe the river polluted. And that, But, um, I don't know. And, of course, I've, I haven't read, really, but I've, you know, caught the things um, on social media about the gal in entertainment industry who the the duplex was 
deeded to and and that this guy was apparently building a bomb a year ago. I don't know. Could just be craziness, but, um, you know, just, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. But apparently there was like a, a copycat the following Sunday. Some rental truck playing a recording about a bomb. and hmm. um, Yeah, we don't know. We're out of the loop. We don't listen to the liberal media. We don't get suckered into the... And I see the stuff on... I've seen the Twitter feeds about the Dominion voting machines being transferred to Nashville and supposedly in that building and that kind of thing. I don't know. But, um, yeah, if it hadn't been for the mayor, maybe that's the way he deals with stress. I don't know. But just the vibe I get is, yeah... This thing's parked here. We know it's parked. We know why it's parked there. It's going to blow up the hard lines for the southeast. But we just need to get people out and let it blow up and do its thing. And I probably get hate mail now, and that's fine. Eh, We don't have enough people to get you hate mail. Yeah, I... Maybe I'm not someday. saying that's the case. Unless they I never just said, send it to you. They send it to me anyway. Yeah, they tell me I'm a woman. I need to shut up. My hair's too big. I need a haircut. <laughs> I actually do need a haircut. By anyway, way. it just... <laughs> I don't know. From the beginning, the whole thing has a weird vibe. That's thats all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Back to you. So here's what we know. Oops. I, I don't know why I gotta... Why am I doing that? Okay. Seriously, my dog, like... He just needs some gas sex, people. (laughs) Ah, gosh. Anyway, so here is the issue. The issue is that I can't get my mic fixed here. (laughs) I am so sorry. I am so not professional. Okay, so the issue here um, is that we don't know anything. Everything is just speculation. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, now let us wildly, wildly speculate. speculate. <laughs> no. Thank you, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And lack of any information, we'll just wildly we speculate. speculate. That's That was probably the funniest part about that. I love that show. That's Hey, I have to admit that that's, watching Parks and Recreation got me through moving to Cal- from here, to, to, from leaving California to here. Um I didn't agree with everything in the show, but for the most part, it was a funny show. It's my sense of humor. Um, anyway, so that so these are some of the news stories. Um, you know, I am going to be, uh, I, I wish, this, this was my wish. My wish is that I was still doing a show five days a week. Because um, if I was doing a show five days a week, I would be on here every single day following the news as closely as I was when I was doing it five days a week. Uh, unfortunately, due to having to earn money. (laughs) I can't do a show five days a week anymore. Um, So it makes it a little bit frustrating for me to be able to stay on top of everything that I want to. Um, But what I will tell you is that as followers of Christ, um, we can watch, we can pray, and we can just trust the Lord with the outcome and do our best to be representatives of you know, ambassadors of Christ, where we're going to show love to one another, even those we disagree, um, you know, to not boast, to not be provoked, but to be kind and patient and all that, regardless of what happens. Because I, I guarantee you what's what's going to upset people is that their side isn't going to win. And the Bible says that a gentle answer turns away wrath. And, uh... It's really true. It really is true, actually. Somebody can be diffused if you're very nice to them. Um, And then there are just some people, frankly, that they'll pummel you anyway. So there you just have to walk away because, you know, it's it's hard. So so that is my encouragement to you. I also want to remind you that tomorrow, not tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow night Randall's going to be doing, uh, are you going to do a Bible study tomorrow? Uh, that's the plan. Okay. Bareface is going to do something tomorrow night. 
Also, it is Sunday after all. Um, we do have our God Time Together group that I mentioned last night. I still got a couple spots open. If you want to be a part of God Time Together this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time, just go to that link, bit.ly forward slash God Time 21. And that's capital G and a capital T. Uh, I will actually also tweet that out again on my Twitter account. This is a uh, group that I'm going to be leading. It's going to be an hour. So you're going to come, you're going to get on Zoom with me, and then we're going to read the Bible together. You're going to tell me where you're going to read, and then I'm going to mute you for a half hour. You're going to go read the Bible for a half hour, and then after that, we're going to talk about it. You're like, really? That's all that is? It's a lot more than that, just so you know. But anyway, God time together. If you want to be a part of that, it's Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. Also, we got an email list. You can sign up for that at BibleNewsRadio.com. You can also give over there to our nonprofit, Heart Tug International. Uh, just go click to the Give tab. And by the way, thank you for you for those of you who are our pillars and those of you who have recently donated to us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And we are going to, because of your donations, we're, we're going to start putting some uh, ads out on YouTube and on Facebook. And we're going to try to uh, see if we can get more people tuned into the show so that we can share the gospel with more people and get more people engaged in God's word and um, encouraging them and discipling them. So if you uh, want to be a part of our Daily Disciples Facebook group, we also have that. It's called Daily Disciples. I will also tweet that out as well. And um, I just want to let you know that in that group, what we have is every single day we have people reading twice a day from God's word. Right now we're going through the book of Acts. And um, we're going to be going through the book of Acts the rest of this week and into next week and maybe the week after that, too. Um, Great book to read together. So if you struggle with reading the Bible or you're like, oh, I don't know what that means or whatever. I am so proud of the disciples in there. It is so cool. I'm just going to say that I am so touched that God laid on the the hearts of everybody who's volunteered to read, um, to read. I have seen such growth in the people reading. Uh, In the beginning, most people were reading like super fast. They couldn't get off the camera quick enough. Now everybody is in there. They're taking their time. They're they're commentating. They're doing little devotions themselves. And I just get, I have so much joy from that community that that God, it hasn't been me. It's really been God that's just built that community, uh, the Daily Disciples community. So, you know, we're in there every day encouraging each other. Also, text message lists. If you want me to text you every day, I try to text when everybody's gone in there. We've got a question of the day. Um, and, you know, we got our team of people who are in there um, encouraging one another. It is, it's, it's so cool. It is so cool. And I want you to know, it is now official. My book, Pickleball Faith, is now done. It is now going to be handed to my editor, who happens to be my sister-in-law-in-law. She's going to <laughs> edit it for me. And we're going to get, you know, I'll probably cry after. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, but I ended it. I will tell you, I ended it talking about the Daily Disciples Facebook group. That's how I ended the book. So, uh, so... Lord willing, when my sister-in-law-in-law gets the book edited, I will figure out how to, you know, clean it up and all that. And then hopefully, Lord willing, by the end of this month, we'll have it out uh, for sure in digital format. Definitely want to get it in print format. Um, And then you can buy it. You can read it. You can review it. You can share it. You can. uh, And I will tell you that it ends with me sharing the gospel, which is not what I expected. So um, I just give God praise and thanks. It's been two years of um, uh, putting it together. Um, And I just, I'm praying that God uh, just blesses it because, you know, hopefully the people that read it will hear my heart and all that. So thank you all for everything that you've done. Totally appreciate it. We got more coming for you. Uh, But for now, that's what we have to offer you. So, uh, Thank you for being there and all of that. And I 
also just want to say, I do have a Revelation Bible study. I'm also doing watch videos. If you go to vimeo.com forward slash Stacy Lynn, you can watch those there. And if you want to be a part of my Revelation study, you can message me and I'll get you on my specific email list for that as well. All right. So we'll get you plugged in, get you some fellowship in the word so that you're strengthened for these rough days that, well, we're in. So there you go. So you guys have a good evening. Remember, be bold people. Stand up, go with God, and remember what we talked about yesterday, which was what are you going to do to bring yourself closer to Jesus and to bring somebody else with you to heaven this year? All right, check it out. See you soon. Talk to you later.